0: You're listening to the Fertility Academy podcast, episode 34. Today, we're going to talk about making hard decisions, so stay tuned. Welcome to Fertility Academy, a podcast where we provide you with information and tools to help you optimize your fertility to grow your family no matter where you are in your fertility journey. We offer interesting, creative, and evidence based information and give you practical tools to help you get closer to your goal of building a family. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a fertility-focused acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner, board-certified fertility specialist, and fertility coach with over 10 years of experience helping my patients build their families. I'm so glad you're here with us. Let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome. I'm glad you're here with me today. I am so excited to tell you all about some exciting new things to come in the fall. I must be really excited about it because I just used the word excitement twice in that sentence. The announcement will be coming in a few weeks, so you want to make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast to get the episode when it first comes out. Otherwise, I want to say thank you to all of you who've been reaching out and providing amazing feedback about my free video mini course called The Fertility Stress Solution. If you haven't had a chance to take the course yet, you can head over to michellecapler.com slash stress and grab it. But do finish listening to the episode first. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can find it easily. Before I get on with the episode, I want to tell you one more thing. I promise I'll make it quick. Starting this week for a limited time, I'm going to be offering free 20 minute mini coaching sessions. I'm going to say the word mini a lot in this episode. You may have noticed that I'm taking my solo episodes in the direction of mental health and life coaching as of late. And this is the purpose. In the fall, I'm going to be opening up a few spots in my private coaching practice to offer mental health support for anxiety and stress while going through fertility struggles. For now, I'm offering these free mini sessions so you can get an idea of what it's like to coach with me. Here's how it works. You book a time to meet with me over Zoom and you come to the session with one problem that you want to work on. And then we get to work. You bring one issue and we coach. That's it. I'll introduce you to some tools and possibly some new insights. And the idea is that I help you find some relief. That's all. No sales pitch, no obligation, just coaching. I have a number of spaces each week, so you'll want to book in as soon as you're done listening to the episode. You can head to the show notes and click the link there. Okay, so let's talk about making hard decisions. In all aspects of my work, be it in clinical practice or while working with my clients virtually, the topic of decision-making is one that comes up frequently, and that's because infertility comes with consistent opportunities to make decisions. Some of them are easy and effortless, and some of them require a lot more thought. How I define a hard decision is simply that it requires mental effort and processing to make the decision. The circumstances that led you to making the decision aren't inherently good or bad, but the choice itself requires thought. Perhaps you need to weigh pros and cons. Perhaps there are other people involved in making that decision, like your partner or a care provider like a doctor. The decision might feel like it carries a lot of weight and might come with a lot of uncertainty. Here are some examples of decisions that my patients and clients have found hard. Should I consult with a fertility clinic now, or should I just keep trying without intervention for a few months? Should I try another round of IUI, or are we ready to move on with IVF? Should I switch clinics because we aren't getting the results we're looking for, or should I stick with my current care provider for a little bit longer? Should I cash in savings or take out a loan or sell something to pay for another round? Should I consider donor gametes like donor eggs or donor sperm? Should I take a break from trying, or should I decide to be done trying altogether? And those are just a few examples of the decisions that can come up when you're trying to conceive. So there are a few types of reactions that I typically see in my patients and clients when it comes to making these decisions. The first one is to consult many other people for their input. I have patients and clients who talk to their partner and their doctor, and then they talk to their mother and their best friend and their acupuncturist and their naturopathic doctor, and then they post on the chat room to see what a bunch of strangers think, which inevitably ends with half of the responses suggesting option A and half of the responses suggesting option B. And at the end of all this seeking, they end up even more overwhelmed and confused because none of these extra people they have asked actually have the ability to make the decision for them. The second thing I commonly see is voracious consumption of information, gathering of facts, and general doom-scrolling for statistics. This can also apply to requesting extensive and possibly unnecessary testing to collect even more data in this scenario the person is looking to gather enough information that they'll magically know the answer and feel completely confident in moving forward in a particular direction because there's finally enough supporting evidence to say that that is the right way to go it's essentially a form of perfectionism because that scenario just doesn't exist even with all the statistics and data in the world there's still always going to be a little bit of doubt that creeps in when making big decision. The third thing that I often see is complete avoidance of the decision altogether. And this usually comes in the form of numbing out or self-medication so they don't have to feel any of it or think about any of it. And I'm not just talking about alcohol and cannabis, I'm talking about any of the behaviors that we do to buffer through our emotions. This could be overeating, overworking, overexercising, overuse of social media, overspending in online shopping, anything that we do to avoid thinking and feeling about a decision. Now, I want to offer that none of the behaviors that I mentioned just now are good or bad. There's nothing inherently wrong with doing these things. And if that's where you're at, that's perfectly okay. But in order to actually make a decision, move forward, and feel as confident as possible, these behaviors aren't super helpful. And most of the time, they serve to make the decision-making process even harder and more drawn out than it needs to be. So let's talk about some ideas for making the decision that I like to offer my clients. Here are a few things. The first thing that I like to start with is an exercise called a thought download. It's putting pen to paper and basically emptying everything out of your brain onto that piece of paper. It doesn't have to be a long drawn out session. Just take five to 10 minutes and write down everything that you're thinking and feeling. I do want to highlight that I recommend using an actual piece of paper and an actual writing utensil, writing down the decision at the top of the page, and then everything else will follow. It's interesting to see what comes up and out when we do this. We can often access thoughts that we weren't fully aware of, but are still contributing to our struggle and the struggle of making the decision. Sometimes you might even write down questions in your mind. If that's the case, try to answer them or make them into a definitive statement. For example, instead of, what if I have negative side effects from a medication? You can write down, I might have negative side effects from a medication. When we leave these questions unanswered, it often keeps us in confusion. From there, I want you to take a few minutes to go through your list and separate all of the facts. Facts are things that everybody would agree on that even could be proven in a court of law. They often have numbers and data attached to them. So for example, I'm 35 years old is a fact. It could be proven in a court of law. Everybody would agree that you're 35. In contrast, I'm too old to have kids without medical intervention is not a fact. That's a thought. Some would look at the age of 35 and still think there's plenty of time. I'm too old to have kids without medical intervention is a thought. I want you to be really on to yourself about this. You'll probably find that the majority of what you've written down is not in fact a fact. Most of it is just thoughts that your brain is offering you in response to making this decision. The reason why I like to recommend that people do this exercise is to show them that most of the noise surrounding their decision is their own thoughts and feelings about it. You might also discover some things that were inside your head, but you hadn't previously given a lot of consideration to. And at this point, the crux of fertility struggles is revealed. There is so much in this process that we cannot know for sure. There are actually very few pieces of true, reliable, unchangeable information, because even lab results can change from month to month. So making the decision ultimately comes down to how you want to think and feel about it. And the good news is that you get to decide that ahead of time. You get to decide how you want to show up and you get to have your own back no matter what. I want to elaborate on this. So let's take the example of moving forward with IVF due to ovarian reserve being low. That is your egg numbers are low. So the options in this scenario are moving forward with the first IVF cycle right away or wait a few more months and try with medications and or timed intercourse to see if you conceive without IVF. There are a few things that I like to offer. One, there's no way to determine ahead of time what the right decision is by looking at reliable data. There's still so much that we don't know about conception, and there's still so much that medicine and science can't tell us. Two, it ultimately comes down to what you think you're up for and how you want to think and feel about things. Three making a decision and moving forward with it rarely feels good or happy or pleasant. It often comes down to allowing yourself to feel pretty uncomfortable because uncertainty is pretty uncomfortable. I like to recommend that people set a deadline to make the decision by. Give yourself a day or a week to think about it but don't give yourself too much time. Don't wait around for the time to come when you magically feel completely confident one way or another, or that you're going to get a certified letter from the universe stating that the correct decision is this. That comes from my coach, Carl Thyle. I love that. Make a decision. Like your reasons for making the decision. Have your own back, no matter what. I'm going to elaborate on what I mean with our IVF example. I like to turn it on its head a little with my clients. So I'll say, if you move forward with IVF and it's a tough experience or you don't get the outcome that you want, are you going to torture yourself with wondering if you should have stuck it out a little longer with your previous method? And conversely, if you decide to wait three months, don't get pregnant, try IVF and get an outcome that wasn't what you wanted, will you beat yourself up for not moving forward with IVF right away? This is what I mean by having your own back. It's really easy to beat the crap out of yourself when you have hindsight. I should have waited longer because that was an awful experience, or I should have done IVF sooner because I'm not getting the outcome I want, and now I have even fewer eggs. But these thoughts don't serve anybody. Being mean to yourself, blaming yourself for making the quote wrong decision without any of the information you have now is essentially the reason why these decisions are really hard to make. We're afraid that we're going to make the wrong choice and then be awful to ourselves if it doesn't turn out the way we hoped. So, what if we decide ahead of time that we're just not going to do that? What if we decide instead to have our own back and not beat ourselves up with the information that we only obtained in hindsight, that we had no way of knowing when we were actually making the decision? No matter what you decide, you will have to manage your mind around the decision either way. You will feel positive emotions and you will feel negative emotions because you have a human brain. So fun, I know. But really, isn't it actually kind of great that we get to have the ability to choose how we think and feel about something? I've created a little PDF worksheet for you to go along with this episode. To help in that decision-making process, it just features some questions that you can ask yourself. You can print one out for every decision that you have to make, or you can just download it once and simply use it as a journal prompt, or even a way to guide a discussion with your partner. If you want to grab that, you can head over to michellekaplercom slash decisions. I'm also going to link that in the show notes so you can find it easily. That's going to be it for me this week. I'll be back next Wednesday with another episode. Until then, take care. Thank you for joining us on Fertility Academy. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you loved our content today, please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with someone who you think might find it helpful. Don't forget to subscribe to be the first to be notified of new episodes. A new one comes out every Wednesday. To keep in touch with us and to continue the conversation, you can find us over on Instagram at Fertility Academy or join us on our private Facebook group, the Fertility Academy Community. Both are linked in the show notes today. Until next time, have a great week.